Hebrews 12.1 says we are surrounded by witnesses and that we should cast off sin and obstacles that keep us from God. We are to run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is Cross Training. Building your faith to not only carry the cross of Christ, but to get up when you fall and run toward the finish line. Faith-filled business leaders and individuals share their testimony to inspire your journey. Now here's your host for Cross Training, David Anderson. Welcome back to Cross Training. We're into our third season and uh, we have Mark Chenet with us this morning. This is David Anderson, host of Cross Training, brought to you on Catholic Community Media, an affiliate of EWTN. And here we are back, a new season at the beautiful Uptown uh, Loyola Studios. And we have Mark Chenet uh, with us this morning. He grew up down in St. Bernard, lives uptown, has the typical life of having a house and then having a second house down on the Mississippi coast where it's all happening and cool. And uh, he he looks like a happening cool guy. Eventually we'll have these shows broadcast or where you can see some pictures of us and you'll see mm-hmm. all these uh, beautiful people that we have on this show. And Mark is a special guest because he and I do a Friday morning uh, men's prayer group. We start uh, at about 5.45. You get there a bit earlier and open the Adoration Chapel. He's also a Eucharistic minister. And uh, we have a good Friday morning from about 5.45 to 7 o'clock every Friday morning. Anybody uh, wants to come join a men's Catholic prayer group, you're welcome to join us. It's uh, called Journey, and it's, uh, it's a great piece. We love it. And thank you so much for opening that adoration uh, so religiously uh, <laughs> every Friday morning. Uh, it's quite a task because sometimes I don't go, but I try to make it most. Uh, I'm certainly three out of four, but you're there every Friday for how long? Well, ever since Journey started, um, it, it one of the it, the attractions for me was that there was an adoration before the mm-hmm. prayer, and um, uh, the way it was set up then was that Jesus still resided in a little room over to the side, and so the monstrance was empty, and that was weird to me. <laughs> So, as an extraordinary minister, I asked uh, Father Thibodeau if it'd be okay, well, and the men too, if it'd be okay if I got Jesus and put Jesus in the monstrance. And he said, well, of course, Mark, that's no problem. So, the very next Friday, um, he showed me where Jesus lived and, you know, the details of the key and the door and whatnot. And so, uh, that was probably the second time I went that Jesus then resided in the monstrance presence in the in the in the real mm-hmm. he was there and that to me is important so um yeah it's every weekend I don't think I missed one maybe one uh, but other than that I'm I'm on the coast and so I don't come but I'm there virtually but uh, adoration is 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 so 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 precious to me it's precious it's not important it's just precious it's a gem it's it's uh something that i that i uh i discovered probably about let's see it's before i was married probably about 30 years ago oh wow yeah it's a long time yeah and uh, I was part of an adoration where whatever parish I was in, if they had an adoration, I was part of it in some way, shape, or form. And I started down at a church in Chalmette. I can't remember the name of it. It was on Jean Lafitte Parkway. And there was an adoration there. And I signed up for, <laughs> I think it was Sunday at 12 o'clock <laughs> in the day. And so that was the first, and then the second was um, uh, Prom Soccer didn't have one. Then I moved to Prom Soccer Parish, and then Prom Soccer went to 
um, St. Andrew the Apostle, and I tried to get an adoration chapel there, but uh, it was kind of tough, you know, physically to place it in a spot. But there was an adoration, and it was in church, and we si- I signed up for like four o'clock in the morning on a, I don't remember. My wife used to come with me, and she said she was so embarrassed because she'd hear me snoring. <laughs> <laughs> I have fallen asleep in uh, adoration, and I can tell you it's probably the best rest I've ever had in my whole life. Yeah, it is. Jesus would just wants you there. He, yes. he, you know, he cares, but he's he's like looking at you like a like a buddy, a daddy, and he's going, "I got you, dude." And he just, just loves you being there. Just come spend some time with me. Waste some time. Right? Waste some time. With Waste me. Some time. And it doesn't matter. It, it's an unbelievable experience. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it maybe about nine years now, and it's a directional change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think you're going one way on the compass, and you could be going in a great way, but you get so much more focused on where you're heading uh, when you start going to adoration. It's a gem. It's precious. It's 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 an essential for me. It's it's like uh, my coffee in the morning. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. So yeah, I would I would recommend anybody to just try it for fifteen minutes. You know, just 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 go. It's it's it, miracles happen. Dave. It it is a remarkable experience and. All you can hope and suggest to someone, just go sit in it. Yeah. Well, what should I do? Don't do anything. Just sit. You, you will hear the voice, and you will respond accordingly. And mm-hmm. uh, I, when I go, I, I like to just go in that kneeler for a couple minutes and say hi. Uh, and I, I have that relationship where it's, uh, you know, close. We talk like a friend. and. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I hadn't been there and, you know, where you been? <laughs> it could be the first <laughs> thing I hear. Yeah. Nice to have you back. Mm-hmm. Uh, all gentle mm-hmm. and beautiful. And uh, it, it, if people are going to therapy, you know, hopefully it's working for them. Uh, incorporate adoration. Yeah. I could talk about adoration all day, all day, all day. Well, I'm, I'm glad we... We didn't expect to go in this direction, but it's so important to me and to you. And whenever you send, suggest to someone that they go and they do go and they come back to you, uh, like, oh my. It's life changing. It, uh, I had a niece just go and not even Catholic, but I can tell you. She's on the way to be Catholic. Oh, that's I wonderful. Really, I really believe that. That's and, wonderful. You know, she's taking these little baby steps, and it all was because she went to adoration. I said, look, you got a lot on your plate. You got a lot of worrying. You got all these things moving. Just go there and check it out. And it's a brand new one, and went and checked it out and sat in it. Uh, well, actually, I took it to the first one. I said, oh, we're going to eat, and there's an adoration chapel across the street. Oh, let's just go in for a second. I'll show you. It's really cool. Uh, it's a one in Mandeville. Mm-hmm. And uh, went in just for a moment. And I walked out. I said, when you finish, just come across the streets to the restaurant. I walked out and showed about a half an hour later. And she had been crying. Yes. Yes. It was heavy duty. And I... I didn't even, I just said, eh, quite an experience. Huh? So, mm-hmm. Yes. You assume the sale. Let's go. And, I'm going. Uh, and you just brought her there and they follow. The uh, Holy Spirit does most yeah, it's of the work. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So now uh, she tells me there's a new one up where they live and found herself in it once or twice. And uh, you can just see the little steps and little steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm. It's an amazing process. It's an amazing process. It is. It is. It's indescribable. All you can do is say, go to one. Go find an adoration and go to it. You see, David, when you speak that way to someone, first of all, the Holy Spirit's in charge. But when you speak, and I'm looking at you now, and when you speak that way to someone, where you look them in the eyes, there is a spiritual thing that happens. And you're not 
the Holy Spirit is doing it, but your presence makes a difference. And they feel something that you have, and they want it. And it's sort of a selfish thing at, fir at first, but once, once that penetration happens, look out. And now she's a brand new baby Christian. No, she's already a Christian. I understand that. But in another way, she yes. has been transformed. And that's what Jesus it's wants. It's a different message. That a different he wants message. the transformation of the heart. That's what's got to happen. That's what's got to happen. And can I give you one story just like yours? Please. So I have these neighbors. They're my porch neighbors. And they're Catholic. And they're both widowed and now married and they're and this is where on napoleon on napoleon on the corner of well they're on napoleon okay and y'all uh, in your neighborhood y'all actually carve out time in the week to spend on your front porches am i correct well we do this happened about a year and a half ago and and i cherish these two and um um they're steve and pat okay and they they were widowed, and now they're married together. And um, and I know Pat wouldn't mind me telling the story because it's a Jesus story. Well, before we get into that story, let me just give a little uh, call signals that we. Oh, okay. this is David Anderson, who's cross training, brought to you on Catholic Community Media. And uh, anytime you guys want to. Go look and see what all Catholic community media does to get the word of Jesus out in our Catholic faith. Go check out the website and see what's going on. They have all sorts of activities, and it's a great contribution to our community. And Jeff Blackwell makes us all sound good. And Andrew DuPont, Jr., who runs the media center here at Loyola, is gracious and allows us to come use these incredible facilities can you imagine you're a student here learning from this type of equipment uh, you, you're you're seasoned at that point uh you know you're not as green as someone else uh, and that's why most of their graduates get hired so quick wow so yeah i want to thank everybody uh including uh david dawson who runs the station and uh, has us all affiliated with ewtn and it's uh it's all moving in the right direction, for sure. Yeah. It's a constant on my radio. It's Mine, a, too. Alexa. Alexa, pause. Alexa, mute. Alexa, go. Alexa, <laughs> WQNO. <laughs> and at 9 a.m. when uh, uh, our stories uh, air, uh, right before that is uh, uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen. Oh, yeah. Who's amazing. one of my favorite. I mean, it's amazing that you know someone from back in the 60s is talking this way and the problems are still the same same thing yep and the solutions are still same mm -hmm. and not as implemented but anyway tell us about your neighbors so um pat and steve and i we we have this this gathering and it's tomorrow morning it's on a wednesday but anyway you know we all have our trials and tribulations of life life hits us and it's just we got to figure it out and and uh and having jesus in a prayer life and they do a a very strong together prayer life and uh it, adoration wasn't something that was a constant in pat and steve's life but it was for me so she would just relate some problems that they were having and um it was pretty pretty emotional times for her so i said like you i said we got to go to adoration i'm going today let's go and within an hour, we were at the LaSalle Street uh, Adoration Chapel. And I sat in, in the back, and she sat in the front with Steve. And um, I said, first, I said, just, we'll just go 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes. That's all. Okay. So she sat in the front. And within two or three minutes, I can see her hand move up to her face. She's crying. The tears flowing. Oh, my goodness. And I'm going, yay, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to her. Talk to her. It was an amazing time for her and Steve. And uh, since, that, since that day, she has made it a point to wherever she goes. And she's got a house on the coast also. And she goes to adoration. They go to adoration together 
on the coast, and she's discovered the beauty and the preciousness of spending time with Jesus. And you have us both tearing up now. That's nice. <laughs> so um, they're a beautiful couple. And, and I get to talk to them like I'm talking to you about spiritual things. And it's important for me to kind of let things out and put, pull things in. And so they're precious to me every, every Wednesday, Wednesday morning on the porch. Well, now it's inside. It's too cold. <laughs> well, this weather now is just beautiful. Yep. Yep. So you grew up. Down in St. Bernard. Yes. You went to St. Bernard High. Yes. You went to Catholic Church down there. Which parish is that? Um, we started off in Lourdes, which is on St. Bernard Highway, but it's shut down now. It's it's uh, unconsecrated. I don't know what they call it, but they shut. They, Jesus is no longer lives there, and now it's in a brand new church on Judge Perez. So uh, that's where I, I grew Same up. parish name. Our Lady of Lourdes, yes. And the church the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a growing, growing, grow- and they have an adoration there, I think. So, yeah, it's a growing parish. It's a, a vibrant, really? spirit-filled, yeah, parish. It is. Do they do a big fair? Yes, the Oyster Festival. That's at, them? In October, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go down there, you expect to oh, eat well. yeah. Father Frank used to be the pastor, and he was a fisherman. He loved it down there, and he passed away, oh, I don't know how many years ago, but – Father uh, Lips, that was his name. Oh, if you're a priest and you get assigned to St. Bernard, Louisiana, <laughs> and you're a fisherman, you you already have one foot in heaven. I got an appointment with Father. Where is he? Uh, he's fishing. He's out in the field. That's what we call that. You're out in the field. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I grew up down there. I had a friend of mine. name is Boat. He, you know, in the field. In the office, we call him. Where are you? I'm in the field. <laughs> it's a good, uh, good name. But yeah, can you imagine being a priest down in Saint Bernard? And you're a fisherman. You're an outdoorsman. You, I don't, I don't know who assigned him. I don't know if it was Hughes or or. Uh, I bet his Schulte. fishing day was Mondays. <laughs> he was down there, and now they have a new parish. That must be a new uh, structure, a new church. Yeah, relatively. Really, it's um, about 25 years, I would say, relatively new. So there you are, little Marky Mark down in St. Bernard. How'd you get into the big city and into big insurance business? I married up. Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Married up. Married a girl from uptown. Her whole family's from uptown. And uh, some of, well, the older folks are from out of town, but they had a a home here. Right off of Napoleon, right on Parade Central. Oh, so right in the neighborhood y'all are in now. Yes. Wow. Yes, yes. And so uh, I met her um, twenty. It's twenty eight years ago, and uh, met her at a Greek wedding. And I had prayed for a woman. I said, God, I picked the first two, two David. I picked the first two, and they were both not the ones for me. So I'm going to let you pick it this time, but I'm going to write everything down on a piece of paper. Habakkuk 2, 2, write down your visions on tablets. And then I prayed for it one time. I wanted green eyes, brown hair, Catholic, never been married, no kids, beautiful family, professional, a college graduate. Well, I proceeded to, to, to date all women who were nothing like that. <laughs> It is easy to have a relationship uh, with a spouse that's the same religion. Oh, it's, it, it makes life so Without much. question, it makes it easier. Oh, even if you're not a, f- a faith-filled person to be different faiths, it's, it's tension. Sure. It's tension. How can it not be? Uh, you know, plenty do work, mm-hmm. great relations. Most often, I think people... Uh, in that situation will wander off uh, and become less less rigorous in their faith for both of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a way to, you know, move in that direction. It just makes it probably easier. But if you're fortunate enough to uh, marry someone in your faith, it, it is much, it's a blessing. Now, you were, you, you, before you married her, you had a very difficult time. Oh, yes. Oh yes. How'd you get through that? 
Oh, well, you know the answer to that. It's yes. sim- a simple answer. It had to be Jesus and forgiveness. Uh, I was married and um, married at 22, still in college at UNO, and um, things didn't work out, okay? For one reason or another, things didn't work out. The details aren't the important part. The important part was there was some very tough forgiveness hurdles that had to come. And it took me about two years to figure that out. How long were you married? Uh, two years. Yep. It, it didn't last long. Oh, immature. But, but it, that's the when you were 22. 22, yeah. So in 24, 20, no, maybe three. It was three years. But okay. Was the second one more oh, difficult? The second one was out of the pan into the fire. That's the way I describe it. Again, this is David Anderson, host of Cross Training, brought to you from Catholic Community Media. And uh, we have Mr. Mark Jobert here. Um, <laughs> tell us about that second one. Well, the first one. The, the oh, second one wasn't was isn't this, the first one is the story of mine. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, yeah. So we uh, it didn't work out. There was some unforgiveness that had to happen, and I was I was literally heartbroken, where I was I was physically dying. Um, lost a lot of weight. Just went. I went kind of. You were young. Yeah, I was 20, 25, something like that, trying to get a career started out from UNO. Had a baby, and uh, and uh, I came to the realization that the only way that this was going to, and it's, again, it's the Holy Spirit because we don't know all these things. We have to, we we have to come from the knowledge of a in a spiritual direction, and the Holy Spirit was definitely guiding me i was going to church never stopped going to church always did always got jesus in me every weekend that was important to me so um it came to a point where i had to forgive i had to forgive and i got down on my knees and i forgave and from that point it got better it wasn't perfect but it was better and it put me on a path of an experience that I knew I could come back to that same experience with everything else in life, forgiveness, no bitterness, leave your gift at the altar, go take care of your business with whoever it is that you're sideways with and figure it out and forgive. You, because I don't care about your gift. I care about your heart. I care about you forgiving because if you, if, if you, if you can't forgive, I can't. And oh, I want to get to heaven. <laughs> David, the goal is heaven. The goal is heaven. So from that point on, it kind of led me on to a an understanding, a very basic, 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 basic understanding of what it takes to be Jesus-like, and that's to forgive. It's so simple. This is David Anderson, host of Cross Training, brought to you on Catholic Community Media, and we have Mark Chenet. Uh, with us this morning. He grew up down in St. Bernard, lives uptown, and uh, uh, sometimes we want, it's like, you know, reading the newspapers. You want to read the bad stories. We don't read the good stories. No, you know, they don't print, you know, that's why they print the bad stories. Everybody reads them. It's something about our human nature that says, hold it. Be angry towards that person. It's something that's a calling from all of us if you're pursuing your faith, to forgive. And it's harder, although it's calmer. Mm. I mean, you're much more at peace. Sometimes you want to be angry at that person. They did something wrong, and I want to be angry. And it's uh, feel fulfilled. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a shift. It's a dietary shift to say, I'm not going to be angry at you. I forgive you. Let's go forward. Hallelujah. Amen. You you took all the words out of my mouth. I mean, our nature is 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 a driving force. God knows that. He gave us our nature. He gave us all those things that we experience, but we can't let it, it we can't let it uh, drive us 
to the end of that nature. And the nature is what we have to always be aware of. You know, um, see, people say, well, I got to go to confession because I was angry. Well, you know what? God gave you anger for a reason. He gave it to you. It's an emotion. Emote means to move. Move you from where you are to another place. It's transformation again. So, so anger is a good, good emotion. You just can't stay angry. But our nature is something that we, we have to overcome. So um, you're going through that divorce. Oh, yeah. So you're going, yeah, uh, marital problem. Yeah. Is your faith, are you leaning on it? Are you getting away from it? Are you, how, where are you with that? I was in a complete struggle. I was wrestling with my faith. I was, it was something that was, I didn't have control. I didn't have that obedience that I needed to have. And it, it finally came to a point where, um, I had to, I had to go, go in a cave, a spiritual cave. And I actually, um, uh, I, I went to live back with my mom and dad for two years. I said, if, if I want this, this God given woman, I have to deserve her. I can't, this person that I am now doesn't deserve the woman that God has prepared for me. So y'all are married with a child separated. You go back, live with your parents. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For two years. Yep. And it was a good experience because I was away from the world. I, they lived way out in Venetian Isles. So I'd have to travel back into town, back and forth every day. So I wasn't in that, in that environment. And, um, it took two years, but I finally found the woman that I'm married to now for 28 years. Two children, both of them Loyola graduates, both of them successful. One's, uh, in Birmingham. He, he's a, a scientist, David. He's a scientist. <laughs> That's nice to say, huh? <laughs> my son's a scientist. Yeah, and my yeah. daughter, she's oh, uh, she's uh, she's got her first gig. She's going to be starring in Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. In March. That. Yeah, and I'm so proud At of her. At the Jefferson Parish? Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Wow. So proud of her. And and my wife, she's uh That's she's, a big production. It is. It is. It is. We can't wait. So we've been promoting her to the whole family. So she'll have a a, a, a large uh group cheering her on. <laughs> well, uh it's it's fascinating to see so many people go through marriages and uh relationships. And it's very hard to bounce back from. It's a, it's a, it's a, for most adults, it's probably the most challenging mental thing you're going to go through other than having children uh, that have problems. But for you, with your own issue, uh, you know, breaking up a, a union is hard. It's taxing. And uh, really, if people are in a good place with with their church and how they pray and what they're doing, their rituals, it helps a lot to go through. Uh, it helps. It gives you a lot of reflection, insight. Uh, it doesn't make you happy. I mean, you're still sad. It's still a sad period to go through. But it also opens you up to experience new things uh, that are going to be better for you. Oh. Than what you had. Oh yes, we don't know that though. We no, not it's going hard to see it. that. Of course not. <laughs> you know, uh, regrettably, I speak from wisdom on it. Uh, <laughs> but you know, mo a lot, a lot of us have been through those, mm -hmm. and you either turn down and become less, and go into a shell, or you you stick to it. And you push forward to be a better person, better career person, better dad, and you pray. And when you, once you start doing that, things open up for you that make your world better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, you, that happened to you. Now, this is the point in the show where we start talking about a little food. Oh, yes. And I have to say to give a shout out, uh, I like to shout out to the folks who sponsor Catholic Community Radio. And there are a lot of restaurants that do. Wow. Uh, I don't know if you've been to uh, 
um, what's our Italian place in Bucktown? Um, and I go to TikTok a lot. I've been to TikTok about the last month. I was at TikTok. If you like yep. chicken fried steak or if you like uh, liver and onions. Oh, I love liver and onions. Uh, it's probably one of the few places that serve liver and onions mm-hmm. in a good way. <laughs> uh, my mother used to like it a lot, and they serve it. I don't like it, but people who go there love the liver and onions. And he's open 24 hours a day. I hear him on Catholic radio yes. at least 100 times a day. <laughs> and uh, Larry Mo- uh, Munella, the, the happy Italian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've been out that way. He is delicious. Got to go. I got to go. everything from scratch. Mm. Tomato sauce. He told me about a, a pork chop with an apple sauce that he makes. He was on the radio uh, last season with us. And he told us that recipe of that apple sauce. Over and not just regular applesauce. He stews it and uh, puts it over a big giant pork chop. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. not something you would make at home, really, but delicious. Just uh, and I speak, uh, you know, I, I can speak with authority. I'm not, you know, a skinny <laughs> mini guy here. I'm someone who has enjoyed our food for a long time, and mm-hmm. and, and I reflect it. Mm-hmm. Uh, too much so. I try to work out more, but you know how that goes. Uh, and what, what's your favorite meal? Um, crawfish. Boiled crawfish? Boiled crawfish. Yep. Boiled I, crawfish. I don't eat them as much anymore because it's just the salt. Yeah. I'm but with you. I love them, and I like to buy the packet peeled crawfish <laughs> with the fat and cook different dishes with that. I uh, do that a lot. But the salt uh, from the boiled is just, it's too much for me now. I eat yeah. them, and uh, I don't take in too much salt anymore. And uh, when I eat crawfish, man, I feel like a swelled-up balloon. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's more of the of the gathering, the friendship. Oh, the, yeah. You know, oh, the, yeah. The, the, the ritual of. Oh, yeah. It know. is. It is. Almost, uh, yeah. It's, it probably goes back to uh, you know, like caveman days. Mm-hmm. You know, where, it's a production for us. <laughs> it is, yeah, but it is a community of gathering. Yes. Unlike, yeah, it, it's akin to Thanksgiving or any big meal with your family over, and, mm-hmm. and you, if you're fortunate enough to have that and be able to mm-hmm. host something like that, and doing crawfish <laughs> is similar to that, except there are more people preparing, getting it ready. Oh, it's. So many memories, and David. it's so seasonal that uh, yes, yes, the the memories I have of both my family and Gilly's family of crawfish boils are priceless to me. I mean, gathering gathering together, we used to go down in Plaquemine and Parish in the River Batcher and catch our crawfish. No way! Oh, it was it was amazing as little kids, ten years old. We'd pack up and go down because my grandfather was from down there, and he'd get wind of where the crawfish were. And we'd go down in the Mississippi River on the levee and go into the- In the batch area. A flooded, it was a high yeah. river, and we'd go into the batch and catch sacks and sacks of crawfish. And really? With nets? Or with the little with nets bait? that spring. You know those little springy nets? Yes. And the P-Rog and, and boots that got full of water, it didn't matter. And we'd go and we'd have our BB guns and we'd shoot crawfish that were on the- on the snakes. On the willow roots, snakes and, oh yeah, turtles. And then we'd come back and then have the big, the family would come over, three or four families would be there and we'd be in the backyard and those memories- And, and you know, caught them. That's amazing. Yeah. We, we And then sometimes we'd go in the swamp and catch them in the swamp. And uh, my grandfather always knew. So my mom and dad, talking about um, relationships, my mom and dad and Gilly's mom and dad have taught me so much about commitment and marriage. I had to come back to that. They're 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 my examples in life. And uh, no, my grandparents' marriage. I'd much rather talk about catching crawfish <laughs> okay. in the swamp. But I have, yeah. Wow. And so uh, my grand, my uh, father-in-law, he he doesn't. He he started off with a pot and a boiler and everything, 
he he threw his hands up after a couple of boils that I made, and he gave me all of his equipment. <laughs> oh wow! He said, "Mark, I'm not boiling crawfish anymore. Whenever we have crawfish, you know that's yours." So that was early. That's quite on. a dowry. I know. And then I gave it to my son, and so he's got it handed down already. And is he and the host of these now? My son, yes, he's in Birmingham, so he he's Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, we brought the crawfish one time. Yeah. I have never boiled crawfish. Oh, Dave. You come home. You will be invited. I've been to many uh, crawfish bowls. Yeah, yeah. My brother normally does that. Uh, He likes to host crawfish bowls, and uh, he's got a brother-in-law who is really good at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then my sister, I think, is now taking up boiling. (laughs) Yeah. And she has her children come over and grandchildren, and uh, I think she gets one of her uh, son-in-laws to do that heavy lifting and, and all mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, she's been hosting. I've never hosted or cooked. Uh, I had a crawfish ball. I might try to do that this season. Well, if you if you want a hand figuring it out, or just say, Mark, let's borrow some crawfish, and so uh, I'll help you out with it. I have the equipment. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I've just never done it. Uh, I've kind of thought about doing it one time and must have bought the equipment, uh, but I personally have never- The family experience is just off the chart, Dave. The yeah. corn? Everything, yes. And the garlic. Mm-hmm. And could, cold beer. I'm not much of the beer drinker. Well, I'm not either, but the, it's just one or two for the crawfish. Oh, it's heaven. That's what I want in heaven. Saltless effect crawfish boils as long, as often as you want. Uh, we'll, we'll try to create something that has the same flavor with less salt. Yes. With less salt. Mm-hmm. We have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I really do like the whole experience of eating crawfish. I the, love it. The family, friends. Yeah, everybody's laughing. My, oh, my niece yes. hosted one last season or the season. I think it was last season she hosted one. Uh, and uh, – it was. They did an excellent job. My fraternity buddies, we do it every year. Oh, we gather at one big party and we have a blast. Yep. Fraternity yep. buddies, 40, 45 years. From what fraternity? UNO Phi Kappa Sigma. All right. Yeah. And they're still hanging out. Oh, we're still strong. Yep. I was with them this weekend. So. All right. So here we go. We have little Marky Mark coming out, out the swamp. In the St. Bernard, <laughs> catching his own crawfish like Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> and you uh, marry this uptown girl, and you uh, raise children up here. You're a successful insurance man. Uh, you do a lot of big deals, insurance stuff. Way far removed from the swamps of St. Bernard. <laughs> You have a home in on the coast. Uh, life has been really, really good uh, from the point where you got married to your current wife to now. How many years is that now? Twenty-eight. And your kids are how old? I have a. Th- I have a from my first marriage, Kelly. She's in. She's thirty-eight. She lives in Memphis, and my son is. 27, I think, and my daughter is 22. Yeah. Oh, wow. You got them across the board. Yeah. And my daughter lives upstairs above our, our home. And the 22 year old? Yes. Some beautiful friends of hers. They've been together for a, a, a while. They went through Loyola together. And I bet you hate the thought of her moving out. Well, you have to. You're around yeah, it too much. Yeah, I mean, what's yeah. better in life than that? Yeah, but she still comes down to hug daddy. Nice. I love it. I love, and they have the. She's got the strongest relationship with her mom. It's a phenomenal relationship. People are envious of that relationship that that Mag has with with Gil. She, uh, they cut. They talk at least once, twice a day, at least, and that's that's a feat. <laughs> some daughter mother relationship we're, we're a bit older parents my wife's uh, 58 in law school i'm 63 and uh, we have a 15 year old about to be 16 so we approach it differently than 
the first time when I, my son, who's now 30, uh, you know, I've raised two single children, basically. But I can't stand the thought of her going off to college. I'm happy for her to grow and to see the world. But the older you get, the more time you want to spend with your kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine having her living above you. Uh, y'all get to see her more than if she lived somewhere else, mm-hmm. much less Montgomery. <laughs> uh, yeah, that space is uh, that's wonderful that you have. So tell us about uh, what was it like in your current marriage, 27 years? How did y'all pursue your religious life? Everybody go to church together? Yes, we always did as a family. Starting at uh, prom soccer, my son was born in, in Chalmette, right across the way from, from the church. He was baptized at prom soccer, and we attended mass there. And I can remember him being a typical infant in arms and then a little older, more consciously aware of his surroundings and him being rambunctious. And my wife would get up, and she'd walk around the church and let him see the stained glass, and he'd touch, he'd touch it. And it calmed him down. He'd go see the votive candles and he, you know, he was, he was just occupied there at church. And then we moved to, uh, St. Andrew and we had Maggie not too long after that. And we were at, uh, at St. Andrew the Apostle. She got baptized there. Father Lobo was the priest there. And, uh, we've always been to church together. St. Matthew the Apostle? St. Andrew. Oh, St. Andrew. Yeah. And our church was our second home. We, Mark was in the Boy Scouts, so we would constantly be on the campus. And Gilly taught there. So it was our second home. We were immersed really was. in the community. Yeah. And I was part of the finance board. I was an extraordinary That's minister. That's a fun life, huh? Lector. It was busy. It was busy. And fun and rewarding. It was fun. It was fun. The kids made friends, lifelong friends from these, from this uh, community that we were in. And the, oh, the pastors beautiful. were beautiful men. And, uh, they just, they just shepherded that parish, um, uh, with a great heart. When you get, if you're fortunate enough to be a part of a community like that, in a, in a real intricate way where you were, you know, part of management and uh, your wife's teaching, your family's there, that's as fun of a life and rewarding of a life as you have. That's, you know, most people have that at some brief period of their life when their kid's a certain age and they're much more participating in that community life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the things we've done as a Catholic church is start to get that back for people our age. Mm-hmm. And the more community is built, uh, because when you know that's a fulfilling time when you have a family and kids, and then all of a sudden there's a lot of times where there's divorce or death, kids grow up, and people our age uh, – don't have family around. And it's been a just a recent movement where you're seeing more adult programs and building the sense of community uh, for the adults, not mm-hmm. just the family. I know at Holy Name, we, we have our movie nights every mm-hmm. other Friday night. We have first Friday breakfast and uh, first Friday of the month, which is... Anybody listening is always welcome to come, and it makes it very stimulating for and to be able to maintain that that lifestyle that the parish is part of. That you're part of the parish, well, in addition to your own work and life. Mm-hmm. Well, Dave, when you order your life and where you spend your time and your money and your talents. When you order your life towards good and beauty, peace and joy follow. All those things that you're yearning, that that the world gives you other ways to 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 satisfy it, it it falls short those other ways. But when you do the simple things like immerse yourself in good and beautiful things and People that uh, you respect and and love, 
it's it's funny how things sort of line up in spite of us in spite of us in spite of us indeed indeed (laughs) most of the time in spite of us because we don't deserve it for sure we don't but yes that was a beautiful period in our lives and our and our kids have friendships that are still today because of that it's it was a beautiful time so yep and i know when my children were younger, we were not in Catholic schools. We are now, with my daughter at Dominican, but uh, it's a different experience uh, being part of a Catholic elementary school community that's with a parish than anything else out there. Uh, my sister had that at, in Florida with her kids, where there weren't many Catholics, there were more uh, Baptist and Pentecostal. And my brother had it with his kids while they grew up moving big city to big city. And he always said that was always a really good part because they could plug in real easily into that community. There was always stuff for moms, for dads, for the kids, and easily plug into any Catholic community uh, of the cities they went to. It was a real blessing. People don't factor that in when they look at the Catholic Church of just how uh, entrenched they are in every community and they produce, you know, some of the finer people in those communities, whether it's Cleveland, Chicago, New York City, Brooklyn, all of those, uh, New Orleans, St. Louis, uh, all of these towns, it's the Catholic education and that Catholic community that is really often some of the fiber and backbone of those cities. Um, and we don't get, you know, we don't seek credit for it, <clears throat> you know, but right now all there is is more negative towards what's going on in those communities. But the reality is they're building families and the fabric of our whole society is built on families. Uh, and the Catholic Church is not the last vestige of that but it's certainly uh moving in directions that are less uh family oriented mm-hmm. uh, and- we're called to evangelize we're not called to go out there and and you know like a dead fish float downstream making no difference in the world we're called to evangelize and our catholic faith is is uh is something that we can um rest assured that we We'll, we'll get taught what we need from the experience of being immersed in a Catholic environment. I'm so – it's like being born in the United States. Being Catholic to me, it's like I what wound up, I wound up in, the, in, the, in, the, in the most true faith there is in the world, and I'm part of it. And you happen to be born here in the United States. In the States. United Thank States. <laughs> Thank goodness. Huh? I know. Pinch myself. Yeah, I mean, you could you, you feel bad for all these folks that uh, you know, don't even realize how good we have it here. Mm-hmm. Not just how good we have it, that other folks die to get here. Die. They will risk their life to get here. And other folks are, you know, real busy talking about just how awful it is. And it's like, if you go to the market test, People are dying to get what you have. There's <laughs> proofs in the pudding. Proofs in the pudding. <laughs> What's your prayer life now? What do you do when you wake up? Oh, my prayer life is like air to me. It is it is the most essential thing that that I can do in my day. In fact, this morning, um I have to I have to kind of run my prayer life a little around when when gilly leaves in the morning she leaves at 705 710 and i walk out with her every day and walk her to the corner where steve and pat live and then i come back and so if i'm not if i slept a little late i'll finish my prayer life and to me they the rosary is my weapon it is a spiritual tool preach preacher that i use and i never started this until about a year and a half ago oh yes 
And I don't even remember where so it came from. So you do the from. rosary? I do a rosary. Do you do it by yourself or uh, a, a prayer in your ear? Like uh, Oh, no. It's, a, it's all, it's, 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 I do, I, you do I it pray yourself. it in, in, you know, contemplatively. Yes. You know, I do, I, I do the, um, uh, I used to look at a picture that was about that mystery. And now I just, I just, um, I recite. One of the, I mean, I recite the ten prayers during mm-hmm. each uh, rose of the of the uh, of the rosary, and so I do that every morning that I possibly can. Some mornings I can't because I got a crazy schedule sometimes, but every morning that I can, which is about six days a week, it's a rosary every morning, every morning, and uh, I do an Ignatian uh, review of my conscience my conscious and uh i do that every morning i ask for forgiveness every morning uh, i i give praise every morning and it's so it's a ritual to me it's 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 uh it's my air for the day and uh i i pray during the day i pray you know the chaplet when i can when i hear it on the radio the Three radio's o'clock. on all day if when, you listen to catholic radio oh, three o'clock 308 it's finished yes in 308 it's finished and i'm out there waiting for my daughter uh to come out from school it's perfect it's perfect so to me to me david i don't i can't see how people survive without prayer and it's so simple it's simple it's simple it's not the easiest thing to do because it takes discipline and i started probably 20 no 30 years ago but then you crave it. It does take discipline. Yes, but I, then I you, do. When you miss that rosary in the morning, it, it, it's something that you wish you had. Uh, you know, you miss that you didn't get it done that yep. morning. Yep. And, and and great thing about our faith, you can forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do something and you're going to do your Ignatius reflection every night and you fall asleep, that's okay. <laughs> God loves you to go to sleep on that number. And we're going to go to uh, end this number with the Hail Mary. Uh, and we really enjoyed having you. Pronounce your last name for me properly. <laughs> Jeanne. Jeanne. I, I must have said it every other which way. Jeanne. Uh, one of my fellow uh, Friday morning journeymen. Uh, who I love spending time with every Friday morning. Thank you so much for opening that uh, adoration chapel and putting Jesus out for us. You're welcome, and I really appreciate it. I appreciate your ministry here too, Dave. You you serve a great a great need in the Catholic community for a regular dude. You know, to have other people come on and talk about their faith and the the different state that they want to make in their community. Thank you. Thank thank you. It's a blessing. So if you don't mind, lead us in the Hail Mary. In the name Mary. of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Cross Training with David Anderson is a production of Catholic Community Media.